Hello and thanks for listening to the ASB Podcast. This week we've got a great guest on. As a matter of fact, he is looking to become the highest draft pick out of New Mexico State. So breaking records, he's got so many awards under his belt. We're going to talk about those as well. He's going to touch on seeing it from his eyes and uh, what he looks forward to doing as his future just looks so bright right now. Guys, thank you so much once again for listening to the podcast. You can check us out for more content on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Uh, But without further ado, here is our interview with MLB prospect out of New Mexico State, Nick Gonzalez. Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Sports Best, the podcast. I'm Trey, your host, and I'm excited to have on Nick Gonzalez, MLB draft prospect, out of New Mexico State. This is exciting. Uh, Nick, you've had a fantastic career in college. Um, I'm excited to ask you a ton of questions about that career. Nick, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. How are you? Good, good. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to start off with just this weird predicament that you're in right now. College classes got canceled in person, so everything's online. Uh, the season was canceled. This is your junior year. Um, you came out to a fantastic start. I mean, what was that like to just hear like, that's it not happening? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's definitely an empty feeling for, for me and and the team. Um, you know, you expect to play around 60 games and, you know, to only play around 16 is, is kind of empty and you train, you know, the whole, the whole year, as soon as you're done with your previous season, you train just to get back out there and play again. And, and for it to be cut so short, uh, it's definitely, you know, heartbreaking. Um, um, but I think at the end of the day, we're, we're moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. So how has training changed for you? You know, you can't be in groups or you're not supposed to be in groups, you know, you can't be around the team coach and, uh, you know, but you still got to look forward and focus on what the next task is at hand. What have you done to continue training? Yeah. Um, so I'm fortunate enough to have, uh, you know, a nice facility, um, that's privately owned and, and that I can still use and, and work out at and uh, mm. hit and train down here in Las Cruces. So, you know, um, to have that is is a blessing. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people don't, and a lot of people are, you know, working out in their garages or just trying to hit wherever they can. So it's definitely uh, nice to have this. Yeah, no kidding. So you have an environment that you're definitely comfortable in. Obviously, staying in Las Cruces means that you like it there. Um, can you tell me about the environment and the room to grow uh, that they've basically allowed you to have in Las Cruces um, as a player in college? Yeah, uh, the coaching staff here does a great job, and uh, Coach Green and and Coach Kirby, who took over this year, have, have done a great job, and you know, kind of just let us play and and uh, grow into young men and and grow into good baseball players as well. We're able to you know have some freedom to do what we want and. And I think the whole college uh, aspect, you have a little more freedom as well to, you know, do what you want. And, and um, you know, it's kind of on your shoulders to be the player you want to be. Right, right. And, I mean, I can imagine you had the ultimate green light, 12 home runs in 16 games this season. I mean, hot start. What was it like to just basically be like, hey, you know, do what you think at the plate. You know, it's, it's up to you. Yeah, that, that's always nice. Uh, you know, you go up there and you can just hit and, 
and uh, have fun and play the game you love. Um, that's definitely, you know, important. And, uh, you know, it's it's nice to have that freedom. Man, most people don't know what that's like. Tw- like I said, 12 home runs in 16 games. Uh, you were on fire last year as well. Can you give us an idea of what it was like to look through uh, through your eyes uh, in the last couple of years in college? Yeah, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. Uh, had a lot of ups and downs. And um, ultimately, you know, the amount of fun I had here and uh, playing every day and playing with, you know, all my best friends is is incredible and you know i enjoyed every minute of it um from freshman year from the first game my first start to you know the last game i gave it all i had and uh hopefully you know it was it was amazing yeah absolutely so you had a chance to play in the cape cod league uh that's a definite legendary summer ball league um it's got to be a highlight in your career at some point uh what was it like playing um, in a league that so many big leaguers have played in. Yeah, you know, it's incredible. And uh, I was super fortunate to get to play in that league. And uh, Coach Green had got me a spot on that team um, my freshman summer. Um, that's how early they kind of recruit players is, wow. and get their team filled up. So, you know, I was already set to go there a whole year before um, I was going to go. Hmm. And uh, it was it was incredible um, to get to play on the same teams as you know, some MLB players and, uh, you know, just the, the history within the league and the fans and everything like that was incredible. Was there anything there that stood out to you most that you were like, man, that that's something I'll miss about the Cape Cod league. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I miss it, you know, every day. Uh, it was just incredible. And, and, uh, the atmosphere was awesome. The fans were awesome. The people were awesome. So I just really miss it. What was the living situation like? Did you have a host family? Were you put up in a dorm? Yes, I have a host family. Okay, very cool. All right, so I wanted to uh, talk about the fact that you are looking forward to the MLB draft um, with a lot of projections on where you'll land. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of talk. You probably get calls every single day. Hey, this is who's talking about you. Hey, you know, we're thinking about you, that kind of thing. Uh, What's your mindset going into the biggest moment of your life yeah um you know my mindset is kind of just you know based on uh things i can control and and um you know so i'm still training i'm still working out and uh, still trying to be the best baseball player i can be even though um you know we don't really know what's next and what's coming a lot of uncertainties and um just taking it you know one step at a time honestly with with uh, what's going on and i think you know when it happens it happens and Wherever I go, uh, I grow. I, so, sure. Yeah. So no preferences, right? I mean, you can't really lean towards anybody because then somebody else drafts you and you're like, no, no, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you know, wherever wherever it goes, that's where you go. And, yeah. So yep. when you get drafted, uh, what is something that you would like people to know about your hometown in Arizona, uh, Vail, Arizona, um, when they announce your name and, and, and where you're from? Yeah, um, I, I would say most people would probably know that, you, or not really know where that is or what that is, and you just have to tell them that it's just Tucson. It's just East Tucson, oh, okay. and yeah, and um, you know, uh, there's only a few schools there, very small, and um, you know, very small part, but you know, it's pretty much Tucson. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to kind of dive into Las Cruces, obviously, with you being there, still being there, actually, right now. Um, I wanted to talk about some of your favorites. Uh, 
everybody yeah. knows if you've ever been to Las Cruces, it's all about the Mexican food there, right? I mean, just yeah. fantastic food. So I wanted to know if you had a personal favorite in Las Cruces, um, or maybe even a top three, if it's too hard to choose. Yeah. So, um, I do, I have a top three, I would say probably number one is Si Senor. Um, okay. a good buddy of mine, a good buddy of mine owns it and his family owns it and it's awesome. We go there all the time and, and hang out and it's great food. I love their fish tacos. They're, they're amazing. Their shrimp tacos are amazing. Mm. And then Andale's, I love going to Andale's. Uh, we have the same, uh, waiter every time we go, he's awesome. And, uh, we get the build your own burrito. Oh yeah. And cover in, in the queso. It's so good. And it's huge and it's great, great, uh, fuel after a long day. Oh, and yeah. then, uh, number three, um, I like, uh, La Posta a lot. La Posta is good. We go uh, there every once in a while with the family. It's good. Okay. Very cool. All right. So, yeah. And I like those three top picks. Those are legit. So I give you props. Um, why yeah. did you choose, New Mexico state as your landing spot for your college career. Yeah. Uh, it was just the closest place to home that had uh, reached out to me and contacted me and had interest in me going to play there. Uh, all the other schools were kind of back East or in the South or, uh, California. So, okay. Um, what would you say is your favorite memory in an Aggie uniform? Um, that's a hard question, but I would definitely say uh, winning the WAC tournament uh, my freshman year because, you know, all the seniors and all the guys who have been there for a while, that was, you know, that's the ultimate goal for them. And they had tried and hadn't gotten it done, you know, a few years in a row. And, and uh, to go in in the first year and, and to for, be fortunate enough to win the first year, my freshman year, I didn't really have to deal with any of the, you know, the, the letdown, up, the letdowns and everything like that. So um, to go in and just win and see how happy, you know, coach green was Terry Davis, all our seniors, all, all our juniors, all the guys who had been there and, and, you know, had been let down in the past. It was, it was very awesome. Yeah, that is really cool. Do you have a ring to show for it? You got some bling? Yeah, I do. I got, um, so I have two rings right now from college. I got my Cape Cod ring, mm. uh, cause we won a championship there. And then I want, I have the, uh, New Mexico state one as well. Heck yeah. So would you consider yourself to be a lucky charm for winning teams? Um, I don't know. I think I just played a lot of baseball and, and, you know, you're going to get some, some wins there. <laughs> You'll just pick them up as you go. Yep. All right. So who do you consider your mentor? Obviously, you know, to have success like this, it's not just, I mean, typically it's not just all done on your own. You, you gotta, you know, look to somebody, ask questions. Hey, you know, how can I improve? Who do you consider to be your mentor or mentors? Yeah. Um, definitely my brother for sure. Uh, he was, you know, a large influence in my life uh, growing up and and pushing me and, and just being a good role model and example for me. And then uh, moving forward, I think it's just kind of kind of just take on this, you know, you, you uh, teach yourself things and and you kind of mentor yourself. You learn, you know, self-growth and everything. And I think that's kind of where where I've been the last, uh, you know, few years or year or whatever it has been. Sure. 
And I mean, for those of you that are listening and you haven't like heard much about his brother, linebacker from the Navy, right? Yeah, the Naval Academy, correct. Wow. Okay, so can you tell me like what he does to push you? And I mean, I'm assuming the guy pushes you in the gym like no other. Yeah, he used to push me in the gym. He's he is incredibly strong and physical and a lot bigger than I am. Mm. Um, so you know, he he would push me, and I'm like, dude, I just can't do that. Like, <laughs> I I can try as hard as I can, but I just can't do it. Yeah, and you know, and then. Uh, I would say mostly he just set a good example for me uh, growing up and, you know, this is the right way to do things. And, um, you know, this is, you don't do this and, and everything like that. So that, that kind of, you know, laid the ground for, for me growing and growing up and going to college. So do you have a big group of people back home that, that monitor your progress? They, they cheer you on, they, they track what you're doing. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I think uh, mostly the family and, and then now, you know, you get, you know, a little more, um, you know, getting close to a, a draft and everything, a little more, um, you know, family and friends and, and everyone is super excited. So I think that's that's really cool and, um, you know, just super fortunate. Are we going to see some Nick Gonzalez T-shirts that everybody's going to be wearing on draft day? Um, I don't know. I don't know. My dad might do something like that. That sounds like something <laughs> he might do. But that's awesome. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so can you tell me some of the things that you do before your game? You know, everybody has a pregame routine, maybe some superstitions that you throw into the mix that make you feel mentally like, okay, I'm good to go. We're going to have a good day. Yeah, uh, it's pretty funny, actually. I, I uh, Sometimes when I feel feel the need, maybe it's before a season or um, before a, a big series or or maybe I need to hit the ball better, I bring my bats home. And I lay them like right next to my bed on my nightstand, and then I put my alarm clock right on them. So when my alarm clock goes up, they'll wake up too. Oh so I man! Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah I do that. Um, I do that quite a, quite often. And then I even have one of my roommates doing it too. He would bring his bat <laughs> home. And he's like, "So you bring it home and you put it right here by your bed." And I'm like, yep, that's what I do. He's like, all right, all right, that'll work. So did he? So that's funny. So he picked up on it watching you, or you told him about it? Yeah, just watching me. He's like, why are you taking your bed home? I was like, oh, I, I, and then I do that, and then I'll, if it needs to wake up, and it, you know, close to game time, you throw some, some like uh, pre workout over it or something, and mm-hmm. or or some uh, some caffeine on it, and tell it to wake up. So wow. that's kind of my my thing. That's pretty hardcore. You know, I, I, yeah. I'm used to hearing people say like, oh, yeah, you know, I put my right sock on first. I mean, this is this is a full on uh, process. Yeah, it really is. And it's so funny because, like, does it make a difference? No. But in your head, it probably does. So then you just you just feel it in a, and then you just keep doing it. I don't know. I don't know, Nick. All-American NCAA batting champion, first team all whack. You had a freshman of the year. I mean, you have so many awards. Do you have any? that meant the most to you, especially after waking the bats up, like the way you do. I mean, obviously it's doing something. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say a uh, freshman of the year. Um, you know, that, that was uh, a time in my life where, you know, I was just a lot of uncertainties. I didn't know whether I was playing. I didn't know if I was going to start. I didn't know, uh, you know, what was next in there that during that season. And, uh, you know, 
to make the impact I was able to make and and uh, perform the way I did was incredible and and uh, you know it, it was kind of a the next step in this long journey and and moving forward you know it opened up so much for me if I don't really have that season I don't think I go to the Cape Cod I don't think I get to do what I did there and yeah. and then ultimately wouldn't be where I am now sure so. While you're doing all this, you rely on something. You talked about taking your bats home. You obviously, uh, your glove plays a big part of your um, success as well. What are your, uh, you know, weapons of choice as far as gloves, bats, you know, cleats go? Yeah, um, for my glove, I just use Rawlings. I've been using Rawlings for since high school. Actually, since before high school, my first hmm. glove. My first actual glove that I got, like, you know, you have gloves and everything, but you don't have, like, actual, like... Right, like the official. Yeah, yeah. It was for my 10th birthday, I believe. My dad drove me to the sporting goods store, and we went and we bought a new Rawlings Pro Preferred glove, and mm. I still have it right here, actually. Right next in the, in my uh, in my office, I have it right here. That's awesome. And so that's kind of what I've been using, and then I've been off and on using... Mizuno or Wilson or whatever, but it's mostly been Rawlings. And then for cleats, we use Under Armour here at the school, and that's what I like. I, I like the Bryce Harper Under Armour cleats; those are nice. Um, you know, I'm I'm not the most flashy, so I kind of just get all black or or white and black, whatever, mm. whatever it is. And then and then bats, we were using the Anderson Widowmakers; those are nice. Okay, I like those. And then uh, for wood bats, I just like. Uh, maple wood um there's a few models that i like to choose from but mostly just a flared knob with a barrel bigger barrel that's kind of my my go-to and keeping your options open right if somebody you know calls your phone and hey we want we want to give you bats it's like yeah i like those are my favorite yep (laughs) just keep the keep the knobs the way i like them uh nick do you have any hidden talents that maybe you could share with us um whatever that might be yeah, so I kind of do. I kind of have a few different things. I'm. I do like this. Uh, this uh, training, uh, brain games type, um, type program that I'm. I'm in, and I've been in it for about six months now. And mm. and there's different tasks that I get. I get four tasks that I have to master in twelve weeks. And so like, I can do the Rubik's cube in about a minute and a half. Wow. I can. Uh, do a bunch of weird like little brain games that you know that are kind of unique um i do like this boxing training thing that attaches to your forehead and it's a ball and you just hit it around i can do that pretty pretty well um i i can't really play i learned to play the harmonica a little bit but not very good it's wow. kind of hard so you got a lot so of stuff going on yeah i just do a little different stuff that that's part of my uh training program that i'm that i'm in so while most people are like sitting there playing video games and stuff during this quarantine phase, you're doing those brain games? Um, for about an hour a day and then I'll play some video games. Okay. I still play video games. <laughs> what get what games are we talking about? Uh mostly Call of Duty. Okay. That's about it. So <laughs> Battle Royale, what are you playing? Gun game? No. I just have to do uh, just straight up like domination or hardpoint or oh. something like that. I'm I'm super I grew up playing like Modern Warfare 2 and mm. Black Ops and in those games it was you just ran around and you didn't hide, you didn't camp and just you just played. 
yeah, you just shoot. And that's how I played. So whenever I play, I can't sit around. It's just like search and destroy and like battle royale where you takes forever. Like I can't do that. <laughs> you want the action right now. Yeah. Like I'll go like, I'll get like 50 kills. I'll die like 60 times, but that's just <laughs> the way, that's just the way I played growing up and everything. So that's kind of, you know, the only thing I do do in call of duty. We've seen a lot of the guys in the pros right now. You'll see Joey Gallo, I think is probably the most, uh, popular MLB player right yeah. now playing games, streaming and stuff like that. Would you consider doing that if if a decent sized or a good sized fan base was like, Nick, we want to see you playing video games, man. Can you stream it? Would you consider that? Yeah, yeah, I definitely consider that. Um I mean the only game that I'm I'm decent at is Call of Duty. If they wanted to see me play the show, I would I would, it would not be impressive to see me get beat by the computer or something. <laughs> that, that wouldn't be any fun. So yeah, I, I would do that if they if they were really interested. Okay, so I wanted to give you a couple of scenarios uh, before we go, and I just wanted to see kind of what your take is on this. So here's your first scenario: you okay. show up to your first professional practice. Okay, you got drafted. Um, things are good. Are you rocking shades, no shades, new cleats, old ones? I mean, this is basically like the first day of school in like elementary yeah. school. You know, do you do you play it off cool? Or do you go, nah, I got new gear. I'm I'm rocking it. Yeah. Um, I'll probably have new gear. I'll be wearing new gear. Um, but it'll be the least flashiest gear out there. It'll be probably black cleats. Yeah. Um, my glove will probably be black. My batting gloves will probably be black. Mm-hmm. And then my Oakleys. I like I have a nice pair of Oakleys right now. Uh they're a little flashier. They're just white with blue lenses, so they kind of stand out. So I might have to just switch to lenses to black or something just to okay. just to be low key. Low key. All right. So yeah. speaking of that, I'm glad you said that. Uh, so the next scenario actually is you see a legendary ball player um, at a facility that you're working on early on. Uh, how do you react? What do you do? Yeah, that's that's going to be tough for me uh, just because I've hit with a few, uh, you know, big name guys before and it's it's. You know, you just keep your cool and you just pretend like it's nothing. You know, you just hit. and uh, But at the same time in your head, you're like, wow, I want this guy's autograph. I want yeah. a picture with him. Like, I really hope he has to take a picture. You know, there's just like a bunch <laughs> of stuff. That, but at the same time, you just got to, you know, it's kind of weird. Like, you get into that position and and then, you, you know, it's just supposed to happen. You're supposed to be like natural and just talk to them like normal. Cause it, but you just want to be like hey, can I get a picture? Like, if I was to see Mike Trout or, yeah. or Mookie Beck or, or any of those guys, I would, I would just, you know, I would just say, hey, can I can I get a picture with you before we hit or something? Sure. I don't know. There's no shame in that, though, right? I mean, you get a picture yeah. five years down the road, they see that picture, and it's like, oh, yeah, I remember Nick Gonzalez was on his way up, and, you know, we were in our prime, and, you know, it just worked out. Yeah. I don't think people yeah. ask too many questions about it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have your signature down? Obviously, you probably signed a ton of autographs at the Cape Cod League and then at New Mexico State as well. Do you do you have it down? Like you know what's going to happen with your signature. Yeah, I have it. I have it uh, pretty good. Um, it wasn't until the summer where I just started putting Gonzo instead hey. of my whole my whole last name. So I just put Gonzo, and and uh, it's been working, and it's nice. It's like decent. Mm-hmm. I have it down pretty good. Um, you know, I think it'll get better as time goes on because like it kind of just gets that muscle memory or whatever. But sure, but that's good. And, and I stopped putting my 
number on there because I don't know what number I'll be. So I just put just my name. Okay. And yeah, that's good. Yeah, okay, awesome. All right, so Nick, do you have a, a couple of ballparks that come to mind that you're like, I can't wait to play at a at these ballparks? You know, whether you get drafted by a team or not, we're, we won't talk about like the, the team you want to play for, yeah. but we – but maybe some ballparks that you're excited to, to possibly, uh, you know, set foot on. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, or obviously Yankee stadium is up there, you know, that's historic field and, uh, definitely, uh, Wrigley Wrigley would be awesome. I've, I've been to Fenway and I've trained on Fenway, took some BP and stuff on Fenway. And that, that park is amazing. That would, that would be awesome to play there too, um, and then I I really like Chase Field in Arizona. I don't know what it is if maybe it's just because I'm from Arizona, but I love that field and I think it's so cool with the dome and everything. And um, that place I have actually played there before in high school, mm. um, but you know it's a little different when no one's in the in the stands and and it's just a high school game. But it was really cool. Yeah, no doubt. And you can put something in the in the pool too, right? Yeah. Pride yourself in that. Um, okay, so so we're going to fast forward a little bit, and we're going to get to the point where, you know, you're able to meet some people, maybe from other sports. Is there any athletes from other sports that you're like, I want to meet that person before it's all said and done? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I would want to meet um, Dak Prescott because I'm a Cowboy fan. Okay. Dak Prescott with the, with the Cowboys. Probably LeBron James just because it's LeBron James. Oh, yeah. Trying to think of another football player that I like. Oh, I think Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady would be a cool one. Uh, his his is pretty unique. Everything he does is pretty unique, and and his ability to keep playing is pretty special. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Nick. Last question for you. Um, you get to talk to you know whoever's listening, and it's advice to young athletes on their way to college, um, trying to get their start, trying to make their name. Um, something that's relevant, what would you, what would you say to those students or athletes? Yeah, I would tell them that, um, you know, you don't need to do it the biggest, baddest place. You need, you need to do it where, uh, where you fit, what's best for you and what's best for your family. And, um, it doesn't really matter the school if you put in the work and, uh, you know, you're committed to, you know, just controlling everything you can control and, and being the best player you can be. You can do it from any school, whether it's, you know, the WAC or it's the SEC. And, and I hope that's a, you know, a, a good message to the younger kids going somewhere, or going to a school that, you know, it can be done. Uh, and you can even walk on like I did and uh, at a school and uh, make a name for yourself or, you know, try to do what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, MLB draft prospect Nick Gonzalez um, getting ready to get drafted. So thank you so much for being on the show, Nick. I appreciate it. We're going to be definitely uh, looking out for you on the you know in the future and can't wait to see you on TV, man. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the All Sports Best Podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and join the conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast.